Welcome everyone to the Apocalypse Podcast. I am Steve. He is Reverend Dr. Van Beek. Reverend Dr. Van Beek. We're going with a full title today because we're fully at work and we're just fully engaged. I mentioned we're fully something. <laughs> we have often been accused of being full of full. full of yeah. Anyway, we, uh, we wisdom. Wisdom. Yeah, wisdom. Yeah, that's ex- the exact words I heard said applied. That's to what I heard from the nurses just the other day. Yeah. <laughs> You're full of grace, truth, and wisdom, Doctor. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I actually in my email. Why don't you people just fire me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't want to just leave angry. <laughs> I just want to leave, and you. Yeah, only, I'll, leave, I'll leave smiling if you want. Bro. Yeah, only you can release me from this dungeon that I find myself in. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, uh, so, my friend, we're going to talk about uh, Hebrews chapter five. There we are. We 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 should talk about Hebrews chapter five. Um, it's uh, it's a weird little chapter in that everything he says here. Uh, I'm going to say he, Steve. We're, we're just going to say he because it's easier. Yep. We know it could have been a female that wrote it. We know that you know Z or they are proper pronouns these days, but but we'll we'll stay with he. Our audience probably doesn't care. No. Nope. So so anyway, the author wrote this, um, and everything that's said here is going to be said again in chapter eight, and and in chapter seven, um, and then probably again in chapter ten. Okay. So so it's kind of and then the apostasy part will be elaborated in chapter six okay. so it's kind of a it's kind of a little uh, it's not introductory he's it's just something else that's being said right 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 so here we go all right hebrews chapter five starting at verse one for every high priest chosen from among men is appointed to act on behalf of men in relation to god to offer gifts and sacrifices for sins he can deal gently with the ignorant and the wayward since he himself is beset with weakness because of this, he is obliged to offer, or obligated, sorry, not obliged. He is obligated to offer sacrifice for his own sins, just as he does for those of the people. And no one takes this honor for himself, but only when called by God, just as Aaron was. So Christ did not exalt himself to be made high priest, but was appointed by him who said to him, You are my son, today I have begotten you. And as he says also in another place, you are a priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. Right. So, so of course, the big thing here is we are talking about the priesthood. Remember, chapter 1 and 2, Christ is greater than the angels. Chapter 3, Christ is greater than Moses. Chapter 4, um, they took him into the land. It's all about apostasy and them and the children of Israel not entering the land because of, of their unbelief. Right. That, which is kind of what apostasy meant there. They 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 would not believe the promises of God, okay. and so he didn't he didn't act on his promises. Yeah. Here, he's going to talk again about about the whole idea of the priesthood, and this is this is a very important piece. This is also why we remember. This is why we think this book was written before the fall of Jerusalem, before AD seventy, because that would have been a big point. Mm. Um, the mm. whole change of of the temple worship after the destruction of, um, of Jerusalem okay. and the Makes destruction sense. of the temple. But now he's going to say that Jesus is greater than the high priest. So he starts off by saying, and again, he doesn't belittle the high priest, right? He right. builds up the position of the high priest. He says he acts on behalf 
of men in relationship to God, and he offers the sacrifices. You remember the priests offered the sacrifices. They used to say um, the blood, the 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 Jabbok River ran red with the blood of sacrifices because they they sacrificed animals day and night for right. for people, and then the high priest would do the big sacrifice once a year, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. As as well, and that's what he's saying here. He's saying so. So Jesus is this high priest. He says, and these priests could be gentle with you um, because they understood the weakness of you because they were weak themselves. Yeah, yeah. Which was a very nice thing to say about the priests because a lot of them were political jerks. <laughs> but he's taken the position of we will treat the position as it, in, its, in its best form. Right. Not what you actually had, right? Yeah. I, I respect the office of the president, not necessarily the president. Yes, yes. Um, if you respect the office, that's good too. But <laughs> I, I, I respect you, Stephen. I do. Um, because he's obligated to offer a sacrifice for his own sin, just as those for the people. So, so the high priest gets the weakness because he's just one of us. Yeah. Right? And no one takes this honor on himself, but it's been given. And so the honor was given, and it was given by God, right? Moses had it. Moses brought Aaron in. It was given to Aaron, and it's Aaron's line are the Levites. Right. That's the line of priests that God chose. God chose these people to be the priests. All of this changed dramatically during, um, during the after uh, Jeroboam, right? Right. With the ten tribes and the, the dividing of, of Israel and Judah, the divided kingdom. And then again, through the um, through what we call the intertestamental period, there were many, many changes in all this. Right. But still, but they still felt this way about the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So Christ didn't exalt himself, but but he was appointed to be the to be the priest, right? He didn't he didn't say I'm going to be the high priest, but God said actually said more to him said You are my son today. I've begotten you. And then he says, you're a priest forever. Mm, mm. Now, Jesus, um, we're going to say all this again, chapter 7, but Jesus was not in the tribe of Levi, right? Okay. Jesus, Jesus was David's a son of David, and so he was in the tribe of Judah. So Jesus was not in the priestly tribe. Okay. So if you're going to say that Jesus is a high priest, you have to be able to argue how it's possible for him to be a high priest. Right. I get you. I get you. Yeah. And so what, what, what the author says is, you're a priest in the order of Melchizedek. And there's a lot about Melchizedek. He was the king. He was a king. He was the king of Salem. Right. And he was also, he was also a priest. And he's the one that Abraham brought sacrifices to. Right. So that's his hook. So how can, how can Jesus be a high priest? Because Abraham brought sacrifices to this guy. And the one who the one you sac- you bring the sacrifices to is greater than the one who sacrifices right. makes him greater than Abraham. So what you do is you place Jesus in this order. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, okay. So that that's kind of the whole the whole piece of the puzzle. Okay. And now he's kind of he's he's set his intellectual marker to say that Jesus is a high priest. Yeah. Because a lot of people are going to say, no, he's not. He can't be. Right. And he's. And this author is going to say, oh, yeah, 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 he can. Yeah, he's claiming a higher priest line than even even Aaron, right, by going back to Melchizedek. Oh, yeah, much higher, higher than Aaron because Aaron, because the father is subservient, the son is subservient to the father, 
and Aaron is, you know, a great, 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 great grandson of uh, Abraham. Yeah, oh, I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah. Now. Okay. So, so, and then Abraham sacrificed to this guy. So, yeah. so that's the whole idea. And we're, we'll talk a lot more about Melchizedek in chapter seven. Okay. Picking it up at verse seven, folks. In the days of his flesh, Jesus offered up prayers and supplications with loud cries and tears to him who was able to save him from death. And he was heard because of his reverence. Though he was a son, he learned obedience through what he suffered. And being made perfect, he became the source of eternal salvation to all who obey him. Being designated by God, a high priest after the order of Melchizedek. This is kind of a weird little passage to me. Hmm. Um, first of all, it's, it's interesting to me that Jesus offered up prayers and supplication with loud cries and tears. And there, there are just a few points of this that come up in scripture uh, when Jesus prayed over Jerusalem mm-hmm. um, and he cried remember over yep. Jerusalem 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 and um, also in the garden when when he asked God to take away yeah uh, the suffering that he was about to face right and also it it kind of says um, that he was already the son right mm-hmm but he learned obedience through his sufferings, which is weird, right? Mm, it's mm. weird because he kind of, in a sense, he always knew that. I mean, he was he was also God, so he always knew that. Right. So this is really pushing the humanity of Jesus to the nth degree. I get you. Yeah. And, and of course, the suffering that he learned, we're going to talk, well, there's the suffering on the cross. There's the suffering in the garden. There's the putting up with the Pharisees, yep. which is more of an, a nuisance than, <laughs> than suffering. His own family didn't believe in him. Right, right, right. But the bigger suffering that that the commentators are going to point to is his his forty days in the desert dealing with Satan. Right. Okay. Yep. And that's that's kind of the suffering. So you could you could take this and bring it anywhere you want, right? But but those are the pieces of scripture that you you that you look at when you talk about Jesus suffering. Okay. Okay. And of course, he completely suffered um, through kenosis, through the giving up of of his godliness of his right. God. To come down and live with us on yeah, earth yeah yeah which would be the greatest suffering of all yeah um and then he was made perfect and then became the source of eternal salvation which is weird because he always was perfect but this author will say that 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 completion perfection completion this whole thing was completed and then he became the author of salvation so through his death on the cross he completed this thing Hmm, hmm. and became our author and was designated a high priest in the order of Melchizedek yeah which the author himself just kind of picks up yeah and and uses it right yeah okay okay which is kind of which is kind of neat um but that's that's what he does right yeah. that's that's his proof in yeah. the pudding I don't understand proof in the pudding right? that's <laughs> I mean, Who, who's looking through their pudding going oh well there it is oh ah, yeah <laughs> <laughs> there's probably some there's probably something really important behind that like yeah. the coins in this that they used to put in the pudding you know to break their kids teeth and things like that <laughs> <laughs> but, it, but in my jello huh? i was gonna say in my jello brand uh butterscotch pudding i never find any proof whatsoever ever <laughs> ever <laughs> <laughs> yeah it always makes me think of um of uh, Christmas Carol, you know, with the mm-hmm. pudding singing in the copper. Yeah, but I don't know what the proof is, but you know, so maybe it's the singing in the copper. 
one of our you know brilliant audience members might might straighten us out on that. Yeah, yeah, hopefully. So then he goes right back to the main point of this book. Of course, the 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 twofold point: Jesus is fabulous. Don't lose your faith, yep. and that's what he's going to go to now. Okay, in verse eleven now. <clears throat> About this, we have much to say, and it is hard to explain, since you have become dull of hearing. <laughs> For though <laughs> by this time you ought to be teachers, you. You need some of you to teach you again the basic principles of the oracles of God. You need milk, not solid food. For everyone who lives on milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, since he is a child. But solid food is for the mature, for those who have their powers of discernment, trained by constant practice to distinguish good from evil. Yeah, and this actually belongs with chapter 6. Because he's going to, he's going to um, continue, or the author is going to continue and expand on this right through six but seems a little ticked off at this audience <laughs> yeah you're yeah. all stupid <laughs> That's why you get the management rule of you know the old sandwich right like start off good give them something bad finish good no no it's just just hammer them that's that's the yeah. that's the biblical way that's yeah. the catholic way <laughs> that's right <laughs> we've had enough of all of you you all stink <laughs> yeah yeah i I've had enough of dwarfs for one day. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a great illusion. <laughs> yeah, 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 I love I, I loved the line. Um, about this, we have much to say. It's hard to explain because you're dull, right? He, and then he says, so they've been Christians for a while. And the reason this really belongs with six is because the stuff he says in six that, that they should move away from mm-hmm. is actually really difficult stuff. It's not, it's not simple. Right, and so it it kind of surprises me that way, but he says, but he does say you got to be teachers. He says, but you still need milk, not solid food. You bunch of babies. <laughs> that makes it sound like Paul. That makes me think that Paul wrote this. Not <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, that's that's all Paul all the time, right? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not the one that made me think. Oh, it sounded like Paul, but man, it does again. <laughs> For everyone who lives on milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness. Because they're, they're, you're just a bunch of children, right? Yeah. And the solid food here is being trained to distinguish good from evil. And that's, I, I almost wish he would expand on that. What do you mean distinguishing good from evil? Like, like what exactly are you talking about? Because that, that could go just about anywhere, right? Right, yeah, yeah. And, um, but, but it is what he's talking about there. He says, he says if, you, if you stay with it, You'll recognize the good thing, and you'll recognize the evil thing, and you'll know which way to follow. Right, right. And and that that kind of intrigues me as well. But it leads us right into chapter six. If if we were going to continue on, I'd say, yeah, we need to jump right into six. Yeah. And we will do that next week. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Well, well, folks. Um, Lair, thanks for that. that. That's fantastic to, to go through and understand how they're trying to fit Jesus into the high priest and to speak to that Jewish audience, but then also come back at them and say, look, you've been doing this for a long time. Like, stop fooling around. Uh, and a lot of shame, right? You know, that's a very Jewish mother thing to say. <laughs> it, it is. And this points to you and me, Steve. Like, we've been doing this for a long time. We, yeah. sh- we, should, we should know what we're doing by now. Yeah. Did you have to go there? Oh, you did. did. You did. I'm yeah. sorry that I went yeah. there. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> thanks. yeah. I will we, go we, beat, beat myself yeah. with reeds now. <laughs> maybe, maybe next week we'll do a chapter out of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory or something. <laughs> <laughs> do these things. 
<laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Well, folks, thanks so much for joining us. Like Larry said, we'll be back next week, Hebrews chapter six, and uh, just give you some foreshadowing again. You know, we're getting close to where we take our our annual uh, annual summer vacation. We pretend we're in Europe and we leave for six weeks, and uh, <laughs> and then we'll come back at it. So until then, until next time, I'm Steve. He was Larry, and this was the Apocalypse.